Welcome to the Litigation Psychology Podcast brought to you by Courtroom Sciences. I'm Dr. Steve Wood. Joining me again, Dr. Bill Kanaski. Bill, how's how is it? It's um it's it it's it's going well. Um it's been a very uh busy start to the fall. Uh busy is good. Um you know, we have all these trials that were postponed in COVID now rearing their ugly heads. Uh, so it's kind of a log jam. So I know your schedule has been crazy, but trying to schedule these jury selections, it's just, it's, it's insane. Yeah. And uh, the judges are having no sympathy. So it's putting everybody in it's, I mean, it's putting plaintiff's counsel in a bad spot and defense counsel, um, expert witnesses. I mean, you know what these expert witnesses, because they have to schedule their travel to come and testify. It's just, and then they bump it by 30 days. It's like, Jesus, it's like, come on. Yeah. So it's kind of been a clown show. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, in some regard, but, um, but no, it's been a very, very busy fall and living, I mean, on, both... living on coffee and uh, energy drinks, right? Well, here's what I did. Okay. So here's what I did. Um, I took a page out of your book and my 22 year old son came. So he comes upstairs. I'm working here at the desk, right at this very desk. And I got one of the, um, monster, uh, energy drinks that you like consume 12 of these a day. Yeah. Um, but now I did get the sugar, the, the zero sugar, right? Yeah. That's the ones I got. Um, yeah. And that uh, there's a lot of vitamins and stuff in that. So my son comes up and he, he looks at me. He's like, are you crazy? No, what? And he goes, you can't drink that stuff. It'll kill you. I'm like, well, Dr. Wood drinks it. I don't know <laughs> what the problem is. He's like, oh man, that stuff will kill you. And I'm like, I, I don't know what you're talking about, but I will say as I've traveled, um, that stuff does work. Yeah. And and here's what I do. I rationalize it by looking at the label and seeing all the, you know, the, the, what, 453% of vitamin, vitamin B12 I'm getting or whatever. I, I, I don't know. Um, what's, what's your, so if you, if you were working for monster, I mean, like sell me on this product. Cause, um, I I've been having like the last 30 days when I'm at the airport, I'm grabbing one of these things. Um, should I, should I keep up with this or should I just go back to coffee? Obviously everything in moderation. Um, but no, for me, for me, I've noticed that I can drink. I just drink coffee. Coffee. I got coffee sitting next to me right now. I'm just constantly drinking coffee all day. Uh, and yeah. it doesn't, it doesn't do it. But when, when I need to make sure I stay awake late or if I'm traveling, like oh, yeah. say, getting sluggish oh, uh, yeah. out of red eye, that's, that's what I use. Uh, that's I don't know what it is, works. but it definitely, it definitely gives you a jolt that coffee doesn't. Yeah. Speaking of jolt. So my rant today is this happened last week. So I'm on a flight from Indianapolis to Orlando. Okay. It is a, my, my bad St. Louis, sorry, Midwest. Said I need some more monster energy drink to, to wake up this morning. So I'm on a flight from St. Louis to Orlando. Steve, it's a two hour flight. Now, as you know, when you fly to Orlando, okay. Problem number one is, this is going. a lot of families with small children are on the flight. So if you're on a flight to Orlando or leaving Orlando, doesn't matter. Rule number one is you better have earbuds because there's going to be screaming kids, right? So earbuds, put on your Spotify, put on the litigation psychology podcast, whatever. Little Foo Fighters, right? And just blast it and it'll take care of all this kid noise, okay? Well, right behind me, I got mom with a uh, toddler, right? This kid. And Steve, I'm so I have my laptop out. Okay. Now the the, the Southwest Wi-Fi is kind of hit or miss. It's either you're all in or you're all out. There's no in between with that. So I'm all in. 
right? So I got a really good signal. So I have my laptop and I I'm I want to get some work done on the plane. I want to return emails. Steve, I'm trying to type emails, right? I'm typing away and I look at my screen and it looks like I'm typing Greek <laughs> because this kid, this toddler in the back, he's this, I mean, against the back of my seat the whole time. Now this goes on. Now, Steve, believe it or not, I get a very bad rap here. I'm actually a very, very tolerant human being. I don't lose my. Actually, I will give you credit. It's not uh, your rants would make it sound like you're not a very tolerant person, but well, you, you remember, you remember at Rockville, yeah, the guy that started messing with me. I, I, I could have lost my shit there. I did it. Yeah. Okay. So I got this kid. Yeah, I've got this kid on the back of my seat, and I'm trying to type. I can't even type an email because my fingers are all over the place, all over the keyboard. Steve, for 45 minutes, I did everything I could. Now, you've seen all the videos on YouTube and Twitter and TikTok about the, you know, people on the airplanes, right? There's altercations, there's arguments, and everybody flips on their phone and starts recording, right? You see some crazy stuff on the airplanes. I'm not going to be that guy, okay? I sat there for 45 minutes, Steve, and at minute 46, I was going to lose my mind. So here's how I played this. I want to get your advice on how maybe I should have done something. I thought I played it pretty cool. All I did was I closed my laptop, put it on my tray. I turned around and I make eye contact with mom. And I went, he's been kicking my seat, drilling it, drilling my seat. That's the phrase I used. He's been drilling the back of my seat. For 45 straight minutes. And I, I'm trying to work on my laptop. Can you please control your kid? She looked at me. And I mean, she is not happy. She's giving me the death look. And we're just staring at each other. She didn't say a word. And I, so now, really? I'm going clinical psychology 401 here. And I'm like, please. I'm just, I'm, I'm trying to work. And he's really, you know, he's been drilling the back of the seat. And I just, it's disturbing me. Can you, can you please handle this? Yeah. Still doesn't say a word. And then switches the, she gives the kid over the hubby to kick the other, the, so the, the window lady's now getting her seat kicked. Right. Uh-huh. And I, I mean, I, I, well, he, I mean, the kid switched seats. So now dad's holding them instead of kicking my seats, kicking the lady's seat, two seats down for me. Uh, appropriate way to I didn't go to I did not go amygdala hijack there was there was no profanity I I thought I thought I thought I handled it in a reasonable classy way I mean what, what's your like, that sounds like a reasonable and classy way I mean I don't even know if I would have done it that well so I think that was actually it's actually good. I don't think you would have made it I don't think you would have made a 45 minutes I, I think at about the 15 minute mark you would have been like come on right yeah I ain't, I ain't yell at her but I'm just like, you got to control, like, come on. Like, like, so now my backup. Okay. So part three. So I said the two things. And if it kept going, I was essentially going to say like, do you not like, are, are you, this is where I would have went. I'm making a little hijack. Like, do you not see your kid? You're holding them, kicking the back. Like, do, are you, like, are you just not aware of this? You don't care. Like, where are we at here? Yeah. I, did, I, did not, I did not have to get to that stage. So I'm, That's I'm good. proud of you. Well, they're very good. I, I, I am never a dull, never a dull moment. Traveling. Never a dull moment in, in Kanaskiville. I'll tell you yeah. that, Steve. I want you to introduce this topic today because I got to tell you, um, 
on LinkedIn and what we're hearing from other people as we travel, uh, this topic really drives you and I crazy. Yes, it does. Because it's one of those, everybody wants to be a jury consultant. Everybody thinks they know what the juries are doing, right? No, you don't. By the way, even really experienced trial attorneys really don't talk to jurors too often. They don't. Now, some, now the smart ones do whatever they can to interview jurors after the trials, but they don't get in front of jurors like we do. And we're talking to jurors every week, right? right? So we kind of know what's going on. Remember, we've had our things about, you know, all the jurors are angry, right? Or all the jurors are crazy. It's like, no, 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 that's not what's happening. Here's what is happening. So, um, and we're scientists, so it's not like we're just blowing smoke, right? Um, why don't you introduce this topic? Because this, like this myth, I'm going to call it myth. You call it whatever you want. Um, is not going away. It's just, it's like a bad penny. It's like the bad green, crusty, corroded penny that just keeps popping up in your car. You can't get rid of this thing. Lay it on us. Uh, the, the, and what we're talking about here is the idea of humanizing the corporation by all these different tactics about talking about oh how they're, they're just, they're just made up of individuals. And let's talk about all of the the donations that they've made, the charitable donations and how we bring you your good. The 5K run. Hey, the 5K run that we sponsored for whatever cause, you know, yeah. homeless, cancer, whatever it is. Yeah. We got to bring up that. Yeah. And then they want to bring it up like in the opening statement. I'm like, right. are you out of, are you out of your, oh, <laughs> almost dropped the F-bomb there. Like, are you out of your effing mind? Yeah, we got to. And they're like, it, it, it's crazy. It's crazy. It, well, it's so, and, it, and it ends up getting jammed in the opening statement too. And like, a, a, yes, you know, let's start off talking about what we're here about. This is the Corporation X and Corporation X employs 7,000 people. And just like you and me, each individual at this corporation kisses their spouses on the way out the door and rubs little Timmy on the head and says, goodbye, I'll see you after work. And then bad. they go to their job. Bad. <laughs> yeah. It's bad, it's, bad, bad. So, but yeah, yeah, and again, the whole charity thing. But we had a charity golf event last week. We should really bring that up. Yeah. Now, see, w w stop, everybody, stop, stop. In fact, I've seen other jury consultants on LinkedIn, no names, that has yes, we've got to do this. We've got to humanize the company. Stop. No. Yeah. Stop. 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 It's impossible because they're not humans. They're a company. Right. They make money. That's their goddamn job. You can't dance around. By the way, the cha the charitable uh uh you're gonna love this one. See, so that yeah, so that like charity golf event, you know all the expenses for that. They're writing off on the corporate taxes and right. get, they get all that they get all that money back, right? Right. And I mean, I've actually I mean, had I've actually had a juror say that before in a phone. I know that's so why like, that's why that's what I'm saying. It's yeah, true. They, they, they said they said you, you know you know darn well that they're getting it as a tax write off. So don't try to tell me that that's something that I should yeah. feel good about. Yeah, and, and by the way, Steve, if this actually worked, right? It's, it's to say, listen, if you could humanize the company, that's going to avoid bad verdicts. If that was true, hospitals. Right. Any any medical providers would would they just win every case, right? Right, exactly. Yeah. I mean it'd be I a mean, defense verdict after defense verdict, right? If it worked. Yeah. I mean, you know, the Boy Scouts of America, right? Well, they they've had their problems over the years. They get sued. Well, I mean, come on. 
humanize them, right? I mean, you could think of very yeah, m- many different industries where they're kind of as humanized as they're going to get, right? And and that that doesn't even work. But then you have um, there's many. Uh, Got to be careful here. Yeah, I mean, it's a combination. I mean, there are uh, defense attorneys. There are inter- internal claims people or internal counsel, right? Corporate counsel, um, insurance claims people um, that intuitively, right, think that if we spend a significant portion of time at trial humanizing ourselves, right? I hate that word, by the way. Yeah. It's a dumb, yeah. it's a dumb word. We're humanizing the corporation. The jury's not going to get mad or they won't want to they're going to feel they're going to think hey you know wow i mean it's almost like they're looking for sympathy aren't they yeah yeah and i think what's funny is speaking of sympathy i've heard what uh, jurors talk before too is about how plaintiff counsel will come in and plaintiff counsel will spend a lot of time trying to use the sympathy and trying to invoke emotion in that and then when the defense counsel gets up there and starts talking about look at all the good deeds we've done look at all of this look at all of that jurors will go wait a second, aren't you then trying to elicit sympathy and emotion from me? So aren't you then just now doing uh, the exact same thing that we're supposed to be mad at plaintiff's counsel for doing? Yeah. The jury, the jurors are not stupid. Right. The jurors are not stupid. Um, I, I, it, it's a, it's a horrible strategy. 21 years of doing this. I have, I've never seen it really, really work at all. Um, at, in the mock trials that we do or focus groups, it crashes and burns nearly every time. And, um, and it re- you really set up things. I mean, if you're a plaintiff attorney, you really want the defense to do that. Because <laughs> then in your closing, you can say, yeah, well, the defense told you all about their their their, their charity golf tournaments and, 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 and the 5K walkathon that they did. OK, what they didn't do in this case right. was was protect the safety of the community by hiring, uh, you know, truck drivers that were actually able to drive a damn truck. And, right. and they go right back to the case and just punch you in the face repeatedly in front of the jury because you spend time rather than doing what you're supposed to be doing, which is defend the case, assigning blame elsewhere. OK. No, you talk you're, you're, you're talking about the, uh, you know, selling cookies door to door to to make money for some cause. Doesn't Steve, it doesn't work. No, we can scientifically no. prove this doesn't work. No, it doesn't. Yet everybody's saying, everybody's saying, got to humanize the company, got to humanize the company, because then the jury's jury's not going to get angry. Bullshit. Right. They're, they're going to get angry about the facts of the case regardless. Okay. And listen, I prepare, you and I prepare a lot of these 30v6 uh, corporate reps. And this is what I we train them to do. I tell them, you cannot run away from revenue and profit. You know how dumb that looks? Right. That looks dumb. That looks dumb. You have to imbr- remember, always, always run towards the bad stuff. You don't run away from it. You run towards it. And you say, yes, our, as a company, yes, we do deeply value revenue. And pro- yes, we do. You embrace that. Why? We're a company. We employ people. <laughs> we- we want to pay that. We'd like to pay our electric bill. We'd like to grow as a company. There's nothing wrong. Everybody is so. Steve, talk about this. It, it, we do it. It comes up in the mock trials. Comes away. Def- defendants are scared to talk about money. 
Right. It's because I think it's because <laughs> the plaintiff's bar has done a very good job about talking about profit over, over safety. safety. Right. <laughs> Hammer that. So anybody, anytime anything money gets started to talk about, they're like, uh oh, we don't want to mention profits because then all of a sudden now it's profits over safety. But I think jurors in, intuitively understand it, though, and we hear them all the time talk about they're a company. Of course, they care about money. Like to your point, they'd be stupid to not care about money. I mean, you wouldn't be in business very long if you didn't care about making money. Thank you. So you embrace that. And any and any jerk with any brain, and we've seen it in our research, is totally okay with it. Yeah. But it's when you start to pretend that money's not important to you as a company. All these other things come first. Come on. No one buys that. Why? It's bullshit. I mean, come on. It's not, it's not true. Okay. It's not, it's not true. And so don't pretend like it's true. Embrace the financial part of this and remember and be like, well, if we do, they're going to attack. Let them attack. As long as you're not running away from it and you're remember, embrace and elevate, right? As long as you're embracing something, jury's fine with it. It's when you're running away from it, you look guilty, Steve. I, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, think, this, this makes me nuts. Well, I think the other thing too is you can hammer on is if you're talking about, you know, profits not being important, then at the same time, you'll you'll see someone say, you know, they need to overhaul their company or they need to overhaul some some machinery or they need to do something this, that, and the other. And they talk about how difficult it would be, how much it would cost, how much downtime they would have in order to do that and how it wouldn't become feasible, you know, in order to yeah. make it more safe. But then at the turnaround and say, but we don't care about, we don't care about profits either. It's like, well, you, you can't, you can't have about profits, price. but then not want to spend the money in order to make things safer. So it just, it looks like you're talking out of both sides of your mouth. Yeah. So the way we handle this um, with our clients and with their 30B6 you know, reps is the company has values. Okay. Here's the trick to this. You cannot fall into the trap of rank ordering the values okay number one number two yes finances are a value absolutely you hug that you embrace yeah of course it is along with other things right customer service quality of our products right effectiveness of our services employee health okay all of those things are values. They're all on the same level. And then when the safety thing comes up, well, is the company value safety? Yes, it does. And then the follow-up question is going to be, well, safety is number one, right? And you go, well, no, it's, it's not. There, there is no rank-ordered list. Then, you know, plans council is going to flip out. Right. And you say the follow-up answer is going to be, we value many things at the company, and they're all equal. They're all They're all important to us. And then the plant is going to flip out again. You're telling me safety and profit and quality, they're all on the same level. Is that what you're testifying to? And the witness is going to look right at the plant train and go, yes, because that, that's how it works at the company. Remember, all these things are interrelated too. They all work off of each other. But the cross-examiner, right, want, I mean, is begging the witness to you know, rank order these things, which is about the dumbest thing in the world you can do. So we train the witnesses not to do that. Um, but, but, but again, you know, it's this, I, I think this is, um, I don't think defendants should run away from the fact that they're running a business and they're trying to make money. They're trying to grow, 
I don't think they run away from it. Now, in contrast, right? And this is where I guess it could be used against you in certain situations. And you've seen this on the news with the auto worker strike recently, right? What the head of GM or whatever is making $30 million yeah. a year. So if you're so if you're a defendant and you have some type of really disproportional, right, pay, but that's a different issue. That's a that's a compensation issue. That's not a revenue issue. That's where um you know, and what they're obviously trying to do in the in the press now with these with the 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 auto worker strike is to try to create this perception of it's the greedy, it's not the greedy corporation, it's the greedy executives inside the company that are taking all the money and they don't want to share it with the workers. Right. But that's not the same, that's not the same issue as the company overall as a company valuing revenue and profit, right? Right. And I think it goes back to when we talk about wanting to quote unquote humanize uh, the corporation. I think the yeah. way you do it though, is you do it as we, you've mentioned multiple times about 30 B six witnesses, you got to get it through their testimony and the way they present in their depositions, the way they present at trial, uh, the communications that you have externally to the public about handling any litigation and all those types of things are going to be the way that you make the corporation look a little bit better and not this whole thing where we've, what we've been talking about the, for the whole podcast. Yeah. And what I want to finish with here and then we'll get going. Um, it's coming down to your people. Yeah. Okay. It's it, listen, whether it be the deposition testimony on video, the live witness testimony on the stand, your people have to come across as good people. That's how you're winning or that's how you're losing. If they don't, if they don't do that. Okay. So it's not humanizing the company. Okay. It's not even humanizing the person. They are human, right? But your your witnesses need to be, they need to be credible. But they, and, and, and part of that equation, right, is being authentic, right? Being, being, being caring. Okay. Being, being, being compassionate, you know, being a good person and conveying that in your verbal and nonverbal behavior is gold. Okay. It's gold. But you know, getting up there. And putting on the company commercial and how many dollars you've, you know, uh, donated to whatever foundation, jurors do not care, number one. And then number two, you're completely opening the door for a plaintiff's counsel to use that against you in closing argument. Exactly. No, I think that sums it up perfectly uh, about focusing on the, on the the people within the corporation, not necessarily the corporation itself. I think that's the big, the big take home from this is stop focusing on, on, on the, the things that jurors don't care about and start focusing on the things they do. Yeah. And now I'm going to tell you what's going to happen after this podcast, because it's been happening recently. And I, 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 I say, bring it on. Uh, Cause I had, I had, I had a guy yell at me during my speech the other day, a defense attorney. Because I was pointing out the ways in which the plaintiff's bar is way ahead on certain factors. And I know this because defense attorneys told, told me told me those things and said, hey, you need to say this during your speeches. And he started yelling at me in the middle of my speech, saying I was wrong and being disrespectful. And I was like, really? I said, well, why don't you come? Right. So I could have handled that. I could have went apeshit on that. I, I, I thought I handled that uh, really well. Of course, at the happy hour after the speech, this guy wanted nothing to do with me. 
which is probably a good um, decision on his part. Probably a good decision um, for, for, for me not to uh, go chasing after him after the speech. But what's going to happen after what we, we just said on this podcast, some, some defense attorney will email or call or whatever, or to, and, and they're going to tell us that we're wrong. And this will be a defense attorney that hasn't talked to a juror in seven years. Right. This will be a defense attorney that's tried maybe two cases in seven years. Okay. We see this. I, I'm, we're not exaggerating. Every week. Right. And either a focus group or a mock trial. This, I mean, the sample size we have on this issue is monstrous. It's huge. And 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 we know the problem is. Is that again? You got some. I think you got some confirmation bias going on, right? I think it kind of makes this kind of like intuition, right? It kind of makes logical sense. Hey, if the if 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 we humanize the company, it's going to work. This has been tested over and over and over. It doesn't work. So I do think there's um, some. I think that, I think some folks on the defense want to cling to the belief that if they do that company commercial and talk about, you know, the other things the company does like in the form of charity and donate and stuff like that, that that's somehow going to have some really positive impact impact on the jury. Um, we know that that just doesn't work. And I think that yeah, and, until you wake up and figure that out, if you keep doing that, I, I think you're doing your client a disservice. And I think you're walking into a trap. I agree. I mean, I, one thing I will say, I guess, is it goes back to probably why it happens is because a lot of times, defense counsel, the corporations and that, or the employees are proud of their company. They want to let people know how good their company is, you know, so that makes them feel good as far as like giving the good company story. Problem is I would say that the trial is not the time or the place to do that. Why don't you go ahead and do that out in society, yeah. do that outside of the courtroom. Yeah. Go and do that. Yes. Absolutely. Be proud of your company and talk about how good your company is just in the courtroom context. It doesn't translate quite the same. And, and if you're, if you are really doing those things, the jury's already going to know, Steve, you don't have to say it. Yeah. They already know. They already know. If you have to try to sell that to them, what a, what a monumental waste of time when you could be using that time going on the attack, whether it be attacking the plaintiff, attacking alternative causation, attacking an empty chair defendant, whatever it is, but getting the spotlight, remember the whole purpose at trial is to get the spotlight off of you <laughs> and put it someplace else. And when you do these types of maneuvers, you're taking the spotlight and you're putting it directly right in your face. Yeah. Availability bias, Steve. Yeah, I mean, yeah. that's the availability bias. I mean, the more you say about yourself, the more odds you're going to get blamed for something. And so it says, again, intuitively, it seems like a good idea. It is a very, very bad idea. We can prove it. And we've seen it over and over and over again. It flat out doesn't work. So, Exactly. On that, right, on that we'll, note, we'll see yeah. how many dislikes I get on this podcast. Yeah. But listen it's, listen, it's not our job to bullshit people, Steve. No, I know. I think that's the thing is we're just saying what we are experiencing. We don't have an agenda either way. Well, look, at the whole, look at the whole pivoting thing, right? There's an example. Yeah, but yeah, but yeah, but yeah. Steve, we know that doesn't work. And it's our job to tell our clients and even just tell the whole defense bar. A, it doesn't work. B, it's exactly what the plaintiff attorney wants your witness to do. It's ex it's our job to convey 
that bad news to you so you can make adjustments on this topic relating to humanizing the corporation it's the exact same thing it's been tested over and over and over and over again it doesn't work it's our job to say hey we are the jury psychologists here this is what we do for a living and give it to you real give it to you straight so that you can make adjustments and have a better case we're not i mean we're not sitting here saying we're the smartest people in the world but i think it's our duty and obligation to give to give our audience regardless of who you are the 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 facts and we know it doesn't work so exactly well i'll be i'll be interested to see and hear the, the what feedback we get on that um, but as always, oh, we're, check, oh, we're gonna get feedback. I'm sure we will. Um, but always check us out, courtroomsciences.com, <laughs> all the podcast blogs, all of that is up on the website. A lot of good information up there about the corporation is up there. Um, but anyway, this has been another edition of the litigation psychology podcast brought to you by courtroom sciences. That's it.